Good afternoon and welcome to Blueprint for Efficiency, a webinar speaker series hosted by the Center for Business and the Environment at Yale and the MIT Energy Club. My name is Stuart DeCue in snowy New Haven, Connecticut, and I will be your host for this afternoon's presentation. Today's talk is Innovations in Financing Energy Efficiency, New Approaches and Partnerships with NYSERDA. We would like to acknowledge the Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation for their funding support of the Carbon Finance Speaker Series at Yale. First, a word about our speaker series. The Yale Center for Business and Environment and the MIT Energy Club are pleased to present the fourth annual installment of the Carbon Finance Speaker Series, entitled Blueprint for Efficiency. This series of public webinars will feature the latest developments in energy efficiency policy, investment, technology, and community engagement, with a special focus on the Department of Energy's Better Buildings program. This talk, Jeff Pitkin, Treasurer of the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, NYSERDA, We'll give a presentation on how New York State is developing innovative methods of providing energy efficiency financing in residential dwellings, small commercial, not-for-profit, and multifamily buildings through the Green Jobs, through the Green, Jobs Green New York program. NYSERDA is developing efforts to offer multiple forms of financing in each sector, including direct financing obligations, on-bill recovery financing, and property assessment-based financing. The webinar will explore how the program leverages existing programs in each of the sectors and also incorporates new approaches for consumer outreach and engagement through constituency-based organizations, supported by workforce development activities for participating contractors to create and increase the number of green jobs. A little bit about our speaker. Uh, Jeff Pickin is the treasurer of uh, NYSERDA, a position he's held since 2001. Um, he served as the controller and assistant treasurer since 1991. He is responsible for accounting and financial reporting, budgeting, contract management, and information technology, and the authority's bond financing program as well, which has issued $3.6 billion in tax, tax exempt bonds to finance qualifying investor-owned utility capital expenditures. He is currently leading the effort to create financing structures to support energy efficiency financing for residential, small business, and multifamily building property owners under this program, using $112 million in funding provided through legislation, federal grant funds, and capital market financing. Previously, uh, Jeff was a controller for Transworld Music Corporation and a senior accountant at Ernst & Young. He's a certified public accountant and received his BA in accounting from Siena College. Please welcome Jeff Pitkin to Blueprint for Efficiency. Uh, thank you very much, Stuart, and good afternoon, everyone. As uh, Stuart said, it is a snowy day here in the Northeast, and this morning when I woke up and found out that school had been canceled for my uh, three kids who are high school aged, uh, but I didn't see a announcement that today's webcast was canceled. My only hope is they're at home playing Xbox and they're not actually tuned in and listening to today's webinar and going to ping dad with uh, tough questions. Um, I will, uh, before going into today's agenda, uh, I would like to first uh, thank the Yale Center for Business and the Environment and the MIT Energy Club for inviting me to speak uh, on today's webinar and also to thank uh, for their support the Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation for the Blueprint for Efficiency Speaker Series. Uh, I am excited to present on today's webinar uh, new program activities that we recently rolled out and are in the process of rolling out. Uh, so uh, my hope for an agenda is to first, uh, for those who may be unfamiliar with NYSERDA, uh, talk a little bit about who we are and what we do, uh, then talk about the uh, specifically the new program that we're rolling out, Green Jobs, Green New York, uh, which was the result of legislation enacted in 2009, uh, talk about how that program has been funded, uh, 
describe some of the program guidelines that are being used uh, in, in uh, rolling out that program, describe some of the financing approaches that we're using, and specifically the uh, approaches that we're using for accessing funding through the capital markets, uh, provide you a little bit of updated status information on where we are, and then uh, be happy to answer any questions. Uh, first about NYSERDA. Uh, NYSERDA is a public benefit corporation that was formed in 1975. Uh, we are an authority, so we are a separate legal organization of the state government. Uh, we're governed by a 13-member board of directors. Uh, we have an annual budget that's about $760 million. Uh, we have uh, about 340 employees. And we administer a portfolio of programs geared at uh, providing both technical assistance and funding to uh, adopt energy efficiency uh, practices uh, to encourage the development of renewable generation. Uh, we uh, conduct uh, energy policy and planning work, including uh, preparing a, a state energy plan. Uh, we manage the cleanup of a former nuclear fuel reprocessing facility located in West Valley, New York, uh, south of Buffalo. Uh, we manage the Saratoga Technology and Energy Park, which is a uh, business incubator clean energy park uh, located uh, just north of Albany. And as Stuart mentioned earlier, we also issue tax-exempt bonds for qualifying costs for New York utilities. Uh, and our mission statement, as is noted here, is to advance innovative energy solutions in ways that improve New York's economy and environment. NYSERDA is an organization which cares greatly about collaboration and in that regard uh, really looking forward to the opportunity today to share with you what we are doing um, uh, and uh, look forward to answering any questions and uh, in interacting with folks in the future uh, to help share uh, some ideas of, of our approaches and learn from what others are doing. In late 2009, legislation was enacted, uh, the Green Jobs, Green New York Act, um, which um, was the result of a coalition of advocates, laborers, foundations, who provided a blueprint document, which became the foundation for the legislation. Uh, that was led by the Center for Working Families. Um, and the, the idea behind the blueprint document was to connect interests of community groups, contractors, homeowners, and laborers with the ultimate goal being improving energy efficiency and creating green jobs. The legislation, uh, among other things, directs NYSERDA to establish and administer a revolving loan fund uh, to provide energy efficiency financing for certain sectors and to um, offer innovative financing mechanisms. Uh, the three sectors that were identified in the legislation include uh, residential one to four family homes, multifamily buildings, and which are uh, uh, buildings with five or more units, and buildings uh, for small commercial and not-for-profit organizations. Um, and, and here the legislation uh, dictated that small commercial organizations uh, have 100 employees or less. The legislation limited the amount of financing that could be provided for residential homeowners to not more than $13,000. And for small commercial and not-for-profit organizations, 
uh, limits the financing to not more than $26,000. Uh, while the legislation didn't limit the amount of financing that could be provided to multifamily buildings, NYSERDA's program guidelines that have been developed ha are limiting those to not more than $500,000 per building or not more than $5,000 per dwelling unit. The legislation also directed NYSERDA to issue uh, competitive opportunities to engage constituency-based organizations, uh, community groups, which uh, can connect community members to the program and help to uh, have encourage them to adopt uh, energy efficiency uh, retrofits uh, in their homes and businesses. The legislation also provided a, uh, for NYSERDA to establish a schedule of fees for energy audits and to provide uh, energy audits for free for residential homeowners who have an annual income less than two times their median county household income and to provide energy audits on a sliding scale for consumers who have an income level up to uh, four times their county median income. Uh, and then lastly, the legislation directed uh, NYSERDA to uh, provide for employment and training services to support the program and to help, uh, 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 help with the um, creation of additional green jobs uh, to support the program. Uh, after the enactment of the legislation, uh, NYSERDA conducted an extensive and open stakeholder-based uh, program planning effort. Uh, we formed a Green Jobs Green New York Advisory Council, which included uh, 22 members of stakeholders from various constituencies. Uh, we formed working groups, uh, which looked at uh, different elements of the program. Uh, the Advisory Council met uh, a dozen times. We had webcasts of the meeting. Um, public participation, all of the um, materials that were presented to uh, the Advisory Council are available on our website at www.nyserta.org backslash green NY. Um, and I would like to just take a moment to uh, publicly recognize the efforts of Karen Villeneuve, who's our Director of Residential Efficiency and Affordability Programs. Uh, Karen and her staff and management did an outstanding job and really demonstrated a tremendous leadership with rolling out what is a very complex program uh, which had interests from a variety of stakeholders, um, not all of whom saw things the same way. And so it was a challenging effort to try to get to the point where we are today which is where we have rolled out and are continuing to roll out uh, different elements of the program. Uh, so Karen and her whole team did a fabulous job. The Green Jobs Green New York legislation uh, provided $112 million in funding resulting from proceeds of the sale of auction allowances under the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, or REGI. REGI is a coalition of 10 Northeast states who created a cap-and-trade program uh, to gradually reduce uh, CO2 emissions and to provide a mechanism to provide uh, funding for carbon abatement programs. And this slide provides the details of how the $112 million in funding has been allocated uh, by the advisory uh, group, advisory council about $8 million being dedicated towards workforce development initiatives, 
uh, $10 million for outreach and marketing, uh, about $27 million for uh, costs of providing free or subsidized energy audits, and about $51 million that has been provided as an initial corpus of funds to support the energy efficiency financing efforts of each of the three sectors. In addition to the REGI funds, uh, NYSERDA did receive a, an award under the U.S. Department of Energy Energy Efficiency Conservation Block Grant, uh, what was called Retrofit Ramp-Up Program, and is now called the Better Buildings uh, Program. Uh, it was a total of a $40 million award, which was the largest award uh, in the nation. And it was a, an award to a submission that we uh, submitted in partnership with New York City and other partners. So the, our $40 million award uh, is being allocated uh, $21.4 million to support a large commercial energy efficiency financing effort in New York City. And with the $18.6 million remaining being dedicated to supporting energy efficiency on a statewide basis. Uh, the, uh, the Better Buildings grant allows for the use of up to 50% of our funding, or about $9.3 million, for loan loss reserves to support these energy efficiency financing efforts. Um, the uh, $18.6 million that we are administering uh, has been allocated uh, about $5 million to a coalition of towns in Long Island uh, who also joined our partnership, uh, about $8.2 million that will be subgranted to formula ineligible communities uh, to provide for energy efficiency financing, um, $1.7 million to support free energy audits for small commercial customers, uh, $400,000 for uh, billing upgrades to support uh, on-bill financing efforts, and about $2 million for loan loss reserve funds. The strategy that we had developed to support the Green Jobs Green New York uh, program uh, first looked at providing multiple forms of financing to homeowners and business owners uh, to support uh, efforts. We thought that allowing customers to select from multiple forms of financing would allow them to select methods that work best for them and also could serve as a uh, test on the consumer receptivity to uh, different uh, forms of uh, energy efficiency financing approaches. Uh, so we had originally uh, uh, attempted to offer three different forms of financing. The first would be a property assessed clean energy uh, type approach whereby a homeowner or business owner could avail themselves of financing and repay it back through a charge on the property tax bill. Uh, the second form of financing would be on-bill recovery, where the uh, homeowner or business owner would receive financing and then repay it back through a utility bill. And the third form of financing would be more of a direct loan obligation between a lending organization and the borrower. The uh, PACE, PACE approach was one that we worked on in uh, late 2009 and into early 2010. And as many on the webinar uh, may know, uh, in the spring of 2010, uh, federal regulators uh, issued notices indicating that this form of financing uh, had the potential uh, to uh, dilute the interests of mortgage lenders, 
Um, and as a result of that action, we put the PACE financing approach on hold. Uh, the second form of financing was on-bill recovery. Uh, we are working on a pilot program with a national grid company in their upstate uh, market. Uh, it's been a little slow, but we're continuing to make progress. And we have also been working on legislation that would authorize uh, on-bill recovery financing on a statewide basis. Uh, but to date, we have not yet um, advanced that legislation. Uh, so we don't have that option. So that leaves kind of one approach left standing, which is a kind of a direct loan strategy. Um, in addition to looking at this strategy of different forms of financing, uh, early strategies that we had uh, developed were that we intended to leverage the available funding, that is the, the Reggie funds and also our DOE Better Building uh, grant funds, uh, with private capital. We recognize that if we're to uh, create the level of scaled energy efficiency investment that we think we have the potential for uh, on a statewide basis, then um, we have to be able to take these uh, sources of funds that have been pledged and to access, uh, leverage them with additional private capital through the capital markets. Uh, the other strategy that we thought was important uh, was that we would work through financial institutions. Um, we don't necessarily think that the problem for energy efficiency financing is a lack of capital, uh, but rather perhaps a lack of information. And we thought that NYSERDA's role uh, could be one of serving as a catalyst to allow for capital, capital to be provided to support energy efficiency by building the infrastructure that would ensure that energy efficiency is delivered with strong standards. And we thought that this would provide confidence uh, to financial markets uh, participants and investors to have allow them to lend capital at attractive rates. Okay, some of the program guidelines for our residential efficiency efforts under Green Jobs Green New York. First, um, we are building off of uh, existing efforts that we have have had uh, here in New York for uh, a decade now, and that's our Home Performance with Energy Star program. Uh, Home Performance with Energy Star supports comprehensive energy audits and retrofits that are completed by contractors who are accredited by the Building Performance, Buildings Performance Institute. Uh, NYSERDA and New York State were, uh, were an early pioneer of the Home Performance with Energy Star program, and that effort has now become a national model. Uh, in our program, uh, we currently have uh, over 170 actively participating contractors on a statewide basis. The Green Jobs Green New York energy efficiency effort will support cost-effective uh, measures, and that's defined as measures that will provide savings, uh, anticipated savings over their life that at least equal or exceed the cost of measures. Our Home Performance with Energy Star program also has extensive uh, program quality assurance and quality control standards, which are intended to provide consumer safeguards and to help uh, provide uh, the consumers with confidence in participation in the program. And this comes in the form of an independent review and approval of the work that's proposed to be done by our participating contractors. That's done through a uh, implementation contractor that NYSERDA retains. 
We also have a separate contractor who performs uh, independent post-implementation inspection of about 15% of the projects. And so those two mechanisms, we think, provide a very strong safeguard to the consumers who participate in the program. Uh, we have a dispute resolution process that we use in instances where consumers may think that they're not uh, achieving the uh, energy savings that they were anticipating. Uh, and this, this process ultimately can lead to contractor debarment if a contractor is found repeatedly to be uh, performing uh, uh, inferior work. So as I said earlier, we've been operating this program for nearly a decade now. And in 2010, we completed over 6,100 retrofits on a statewide basis. And over the life of the program, have now completed more than 35,000 retrofits on a statewide basis. But we're, as I said, we're building off of this effort. And we expect that these numbers will improve substantially with the additional efforts uh, uh, being deployed in the Green Jobs Green New York program for outreach and marketing efforts of the constituency-based organizations and our other uh, outreach efforts. Uh, to date, our average residential energy efficiency retrofit cost is about $7,700. And the average annual savings uh, uh, per homeowner is about $660 a year. A few more uh, program guidelines that are used. Um, we, in addition, we, we do currently provide and will continue to provide as part of Green Jobs Green New York a subsidy to income eligible participants of 50% of the cost of their energy efficiency work uh, if their income is uh, equal to or less than 80% of the state or area median income. Um, previously, our program offered consumers the option of either receiving a 10% incentive or receiving program financing, which was provided in the form of an unsecured loan product through Fannie Mae, which had an interest rate of 5.99%. Going forward as part of Green Jobs Green New York, consumer, consumers will be able to qualify for both a 10% incentive um, and a 50% incentive if they are income qualified. And the balance of the cost of their energy efficiency retrofits can be financed through the Green Jobs Green New York program. Our program also provides a 5% incentive that is paid to contractors for promoting a comprehensive efforts. Because again, our, our, our interests are ensuring that consumers uh, look holistically uh, at their homes and can maximize opportunities for energy efficiency. And so by providing an incentive to the contractors uh, to encourage uh, comprehensive effort, uh, we have seen improved results. Uh, and then the last point on this slide is that consumers may also be able to receive incentives from participating utilities uh, in New York who have been approved for incentives by the Public Service Commission. And so in all cases, consumers are able to avail themselves of all available incentives and with the balance of their retrofit uh, costs being able to be financed through the program. Um, the next slide covers some program guidelines that will be used in the small commercial and not-for-profit program areas. Uh, first, the uh, energy audits or feasibility studies would be delivered through an existing network of contractors that NYSERDA employs. These are our flexible technical assistants or flex tech contractors. 
We also have a number of business partner contractors who are organized uh, either by sector or by technology area. The, um, the program will provide for two tiers of energy audits, uh, one being a more comprehensive uh, effort and, uh, and then the second being uh, a more restrictive or specific to a particular technology or equipment area. Um, much like the residential sector, free audits will be provided for businesses uh, or not-for-profits who have 10 employees or less. Uh, the program will support both pre-qualified measures and custom measures, and the installation of the measures would be performed by certified contractors, and we'll uh, uh, continue to try to expand the pool of certified contractors participating in the program. Some of the program guidelines that we're using for the multifamily sector, um, we are leveraging off of an existing uh, multifamily performance program that is uh, currently operated and funded through our system benefit charge program. Uh, that program has a network of approved partners uh, and energy service contractors. Those contractors um, provide for energy audits and a, a quality assurance contractor provides oversight and a review of the work. Uh, the energy audits lead to the development of an energy reduction plan and then the program will allow for the financing of cost-effective measures that are identified through those energy reduction plans. Okay, so now I'd like to talk a little bit about the financing approach that we've used to launch the residential efficiency component. Um, we just recently launched this on November the 15th, so we're uh, not quite uh, two months uh, into the launch. The uh, loans for energy, for residential energy efficiency, are being originated um, initially through a single lender, Energy Finance Solutions, which is one of three Fannie Mae approved lenders. Eventually, we will open up the program on a statewide basis uh, to multiple lenders across the state, and we'll look to do that in 2011. The, the approach that we're using is for the lenders to originate loans based upon loan underwriting criteria that we've established. The lender closes on a loan, and then NYSERDA will purchase the loan using a portion of the REGI funds available in the program. Uh, the lender is then paid an origination fee uh, to compensate them for their costs in performing the credit review and approval uh, processes, and we've uh, established a fixed fee of $175 that we'll pay to the lenders, and a lender is able to charge an additional fee uh, if needed to cover their costs, which the consumer can then finance. Once the loans are purchased by NYSERDA, they will be serviced by a loan servicer that we've retained. And the purpose of the master loan servicer is to monitor the loan origination practices of the lenders to ensure that they are, the loans conform with our standards, and then to have them provide for loan servicing, uh, that is uh, billing and payment processing, and uh, follows follow-ups on uh, delinquency collection efforts. We currently are using a third-party loan servicer, uh, Concord Servicing Corporation, on an interim basis, and we expect to be issuing an RFP in the next month or two to select a permanent master loan servicer for the program. 
The next slide is just a, a chart that shows the funding flow uh, for the residential financing. I don't want to spend a lot of time, and I know these uh, materials will be available uh, after the webinar today. So this just shows the relationship of the different parties who are involved and how the funding flow occurs. As I mentioned earlier, uh, participating lenders would originate loans pursuant to standards that NYSERDA has established. And we have established two tiers of standards. Uh, the first, which we, we call Tier 1 loans, are loans that meet standards that can be financed in the capital markets. And these are common standards used for consumer lending um, and, and certainly standards used by Fannie Mae. Um, the second tier of, of loans, though, would be loans that could be originated under an alternate criteria, particularly for homeowners who may not meet a, a credit score requirement. And this is our effort to try to ensure that financing can be provided more broadly to consumers, and particularly to consumers who may not be able to access uh, capital uh, under, through traditional uh, mechanisms. So this second tier of loans would not be expected to be financed initially through the capital markets, but it would instead be managed as a revolving loan fund. We would then monitor the performance of these loans, and assuming that they perform as we expect, uh, we would monitor the performance data and then could include them at a later time as part of a capital markets financing. So specifically, the standards that we're using on Tier 1 are that a consumer would have a credit score of 640 or higher, a debt-to-income ratio less than 50%, they would not have had any bankruptcies within the last seven years, and they have no outstanding collections or judgments. The Tier 2 standards, on the other hand, are the same except that the credit score requirement is substituted with a utility bill payment history where the consumer would be current for at least two consecutive months during each of the last two years. And our rationale for structuring the standard in this way is so that we would have uh, principal and interest payments on bonds occurring in those time frames when consumers are most likely to maintain the utility bills on a current status. So the next slide is a summary of the capital markets approach that we would then be using. So after these loans have been purchased by NYSERDA and they're being serviced uh, by our loan servicer, we would aggregate these loans and eventually issue bonds using a master trust structure uh, where we would issue limited revenue obligation bonds. So those bonds would be supported by the cash flows or the loan repayments from the underlying loans and would also be supported by a loan loss and a debt service reserve, uh, which we will fund using the DOE uh, Better Buildings Grant funds. The proceeds from the bond issuance would then allow us to recycle money back into the program uh, to support new additional loans. Our plan is to have a first issuance of about $25 million, and we would expect that to occur sometime during 2011. We think that uh, bond issuance will carry a rating of at least an A, a rating. And it will be our intention to, over time, continue to increase the size of those issuances so that we can 
get uh, more uh, market interest from investors in supporting the efforts. And the initial structure of bonds would be issued as qualified energy conservation bonds. Qualified energy conservation bonds, or QECBs, are tax subsidy bonds. Uh, QECBs were originally authorized as tax credit bonds, but then the structure was uh, uh, later changed by the federal government to be their current form of a tax subsidy bond, much like uh, Build America bonds that had been issued uh, uh, quite regularly. QECBs carry a uh, federal interest subsidy of about 70%. So the federal government is essentially paying about 70% of the interest costs on the bonds. QECB bonds were, under the Federal Stimulus Act, received nationally an allocation or volume cap of $3.2 billion. And that amount was allocated amongst the states, and with New York receiving a total of about $202 million. The regulations provided further that the volume cap allocated to each state had to then be sub-allocated amongst large municipalities uh, with population in excess of 100,000. Uh, so in New York, that resulted in New York City receiving about $87 million of the allocation, a total of $95 million being allocated to 38 uh, large municipalities, that is counties, cities, and towns uh, in New York and the remaining approximately $20 million was available for state purposes. This bond volume cap doesn't have an expiration. However, since it was authorized under ERA, like everything authorized under ERA, we think it's falling under a review by uh, Congress as to uh, whether it's being used or not. And so we certainly are trying to uh, promote uh, municipalities who've received these allocations uh, to use their allocation before any subsequent legislation uh, were enacted that could affect its ability to be used. The regulations provide that these bonds can be issued for specific eligible purposes, and, and primarily those are for uh, energy efficiency in public buildings. And under those instances, not more than 30% of the bonds could be used to fi finance energy efficiency work in private uh, facilities. However, there is a programmatic purpose that was authorized uh, called a Green Community Program that allows for the proceeds of a QECB bond to be used to fund loans for energy efficiency, including loans to private homeowners and private businesses. Since the federal government is essentially paying 70% of the interest costs on a QECB bond, the resultant net interest cost to the issuer is substantially lower. And using a QECB bond structure would allow us to pass along that lower cost of capital uh, to lower the interest rate that would be charged to borrowers through the program. The state has authorized NYSERDA to use its $20 million allocation in support of the Green Jobs Green New York program effort. And the regulations do permit local governments who aren't intending to use their allocation to revert their allocation back to the state. And so we have reached out to the 38 uh, local governments in New York who have received QECB allocations and inquiring about their interest in using their allocation. And to date, we've had four municipalities agree to revert their allocations back to the state, uh, totaling about $6 million. So to date, we have the ability to issue QECB bonds up to $26 million. And we're hopeful that other local governments may similarly revert their allocations. 
So once we uh, get to our first issuance, we're anticipating an A rating. We think that the interest costs on the bonds would be about 5.7% uh, based on current uh, treasury rates and our expected uh, term of those bonds. And with, after the federal subsidy of about 70%, it would lower the net interest cost to about 2%. So as a result of issuing bonds at a cost less than 2%, we have issued the Green Jobs Green New York financing program for the residential sector to offer unsecured loans of a term up to 15 years, uh, provided that the term can't exceed the life of the measures. We are providing reduction in the interest rate of a half a percent for those consumers who elect for uh, automated uh, ACH payment from their bank account. So as a result, we've in, in November of last year, we rolled out the program offering an interest rate of 3.99% or 3.49% for those who elect for automatic payment. Um, and again, we would offer this rate for as long as we can support the loans using a QECB bond structure. We believe that once we've exhausted the QECB allocation, our targeted interest rate on the loans would be 5.99% or 5.49% respectively. Okay, a little bit on progress to date. Um, again, we're only we're a little less than two months into the launch of the program. Uh, to date, uh, nearly 1,400 audit applications, uh, audit application requests have been received. Um, of those, uh, over 900 were approved for free energy audits, and uh, another 100 or so have been approved for reduced cost audits. Uh, 239 of those audits have been completed. And those 239 audits have resulted in 51 projects that are approved and are moving forward. We also have received a total of 341 applications for financing. Of those, uh, over 200 have been approved. The other 130 or so have initially been denied financing, and that's because those consumers didn't meet the standards that have been established. Uh, to date, uh, there are 15 loans that have uh, closed, totaling about $80,000, and another 25 loans are approved and awaiting closure, and another 142 loans in process. So in total, we have over 200 loans uh, that we're anticipating that would have a capital need of about $1.9 million. We, have, we haven't yet rolled out the financing approach for the small commercial not-for-profit and multifamily sectors, but we're currently working uh, that approach in anticipation of a launch uh, in the first quarter of 2011. And the approach we're anticipating using would be one where loans would be originated through participating financial institutions. The lenders would uh, have all the credit decisions for the loans using their normal credit standards. And then NYSERDA would participate in the loan by providing half of the capital at no interest to the lender. As a result of that, we would expect that the lenders would offer the loan to the borrowers at an interest rate of about 50% of what their normal rate would have been. And then um, as those loans are closed, the lenders would uh, have agreements with NYSERDA's loan servicer to uh, share on a pro rata basis the uh, principal payments that are received from borrowers and NYSERDA and the lenders would share a pro rata on any loan defaults. And that covers uh, the presentation, and I've got my contact information here. 
And uh, for any of those who aren't able to submit questions now, feel free to contact me, and uh, I'll turn it back over to Stuart. Thank you very much, Jeff, uh, for that fantastic presentation. We have uh, a number of questions coming in from our audience. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone, please, on the right-hand side of your screen in the GoToMeeting dialog box, there's a question box. Please type your questions in there, and we will relate them to Jeff. Um, start out with a question uh, from Chris Carrick uh, regarding the structure of the NYSERDA program in general. Um, did NYSERDA consider simply providing a loan loss guarantee to private lenders rather than purchasing the loans and using a master loan servicer? What are the advantages and disadvantages of one approach over the other? Yeah. We did consider that approach, and however, the Green Jobs Green York legislation required us to administer a revolving loan fund. And our view was that a loan guarantee wouldn't meet the requirements of a revolving loan fund. We are certainly aware that there are opportunities uh, for partnerships with lenders where funds could be provided in the form of guarantees, and that as a result of that, uh, it could uh, allow lenders to lower the cost of capital for their underlying loans. But that's not the initial approach that we're looking uh, uh, to, to administer uh, as part of Green Jobs Green York. And it's something, however, that we would uh, continue to keep an eye on and, and consider if there may be opportunities using other forms, of, uh, other forms of funding to support those kinds of efforts. Great. Uh, another question concerning program design um, uh, and some of the incentives available. This comes from Jody. This comes from Jody Anderson. Uh, how are the comprehensive work scopes judged? And this refers to the five percent award uh, incentive for contractors under Energy Star program guidelines. Yeah. So the program guidelines uh, have provisions whereby if there are a minimum number of measures that are installed in a home, then the contractor is able to earn that incentive. So in other words, if a contractor if the contractor is only providing one measure to the homeowner, then it doesn't meet the comprehensiveness. But if there's multiple measures that the contractor can encourage the homeowner to undertake, then they are able to, uh, to, to earn the incentive. When, uh, another question coming in from Corey Stone. Uh, when we look at the homeowner and the different uh, methods of evaluating them, how are you accessing and verifying utility payment history for the Tier 2 borrowers? The consumers who are not able to meet the credit score requirement are then notified that they can contact their utility and request a account payment history. And we were, we've provided contact information for each of the New York utilities, uh, and we've directed them as to how, they, how those consumers can access that. And so the consumer would receive that directly from the utility and then provide that to the lender for its review. Um, another question coming in um, from Jonathan Gorman that builds a bit on the, the implementation of the program. He's interested in the payback period, um, looking at uh, a little over $7,000 for the initial investment and um, $660 uh, on a yearly um, savings. Uh, getting a payback of a little under 12 years. Do you think that this would be um, the average going forward, or do you think that this will be improved? I think we would expect that uh, that repayment history would probably remain at about that level. Um, we again, we are encouraging comprehensive uh, efforts, and so we do know that those comprehensive work scopes generally 
would uh, require a longer payback period. And so the good news is we've been able to structure a financing approach that can support those longer repayment periods even with an unsecured uh, credit structure. Um, changing gears a bit, uh, Carrie O'Neill has a question concerning the QECD model. Uh, can you tell us what leverage ratio you've achieved, uh, the combined public funds for credit enhancement versus the size of the loan pool made available for financing? Well, I think, you know, when the day is done, I think we're expecting leveraging of our uh, uh, Reggie and DOE funds to probably be on the order somewhere between uh, 5 to 10 to 1. Okay. Um, and then building on that, a question from uh, Zubin uh, Kanawala. Uh, will NYSERDA continue to securitize the loan themselves, or will this eventually be handled by a third party? Well, we have the advantage here, NYSERDA has the advantage of, of being able to access the capital markets directly. And so I think we have the ability to structure the bonds, issue these bonds directly. So at the moment, I don't think we have a, um, we don't have a plan for using any kind of a third-party administrator to handle the financing aspect of this. That is the, you know, the bond financing aspect of this, uh, since we can do that directly. We are certainly aware. We, I was just saying, we are certainly aware. There are efforts underway uh, to create more of a national approach where multiple state uh, efficiency program administrators could sell loans into a common structure that then could issue uh, securities on kind of an aggregated scale. We're we're watching that effort, and I think we're we're interested in participating in that effort if we can see that the uh, results would be uh, effective. Could you also expand a bit, Jeff, on some of the, the private players uh, who are out there looking at, at providing that type of service? I know that abundant power is one that's been mentioned in the past. Yeah, I think there are, you know, there has kind of become a little cottage industry that seems to be uh, cropping up of, of organizations who recognize opportunities here to work with, whether it's municipalities, or uh, state energy offices, or local governments, uh, or just you know foundations, program administrators. So I think there are certainly you know a handful of organizations that do provide for kind of a full suite of services. They can provide all of the administrative efforts and including uh, accessing the capital. Um, we looked at those efforts early on, and I think we concluded that we ourselves at NYSERDA could play that role um, and then based on our relationships with whether it's you know, contractors or the financial institutions, we'd create a similar kind of structure. So it's, it's kind of like we're our own general contractor. Um, a question from Baron uh, Artzinger. Um, could you touch on how the Green Jobs Green New York Bill enables NYSERDA to promote the enhancement of education and training opportunities in efficiency? Well, there, um, part of the efforts that we're doing are in the, in the form of uh, workforce development training efforts. And these are efforts that are supporting the participating contractors in the program. Uh, they include things like apprenticeship programs. They provide for safety and other technical training that 
are providing for kind of pathways out of poverty type programs where residents, particularly in the targeted communities, can then get trained uh, and educated to get a career, a green job career. Uh, so we're at the early stage of rolling those out. We have uh, a program that's been uh, established here in New York through our a network of community colleges and others, um, and we're really excited about that, and we think it'll be a strong supportive mechanism uh, when we start creating increased level of consumer demand. We need to, at the same time, have a very strong and vibrant effort to train and educate workers uh, to, to enter into their green careers. Jeff, can you expand a bit more on the increasing consumer demand, the relationship between community-based marketing and some of the approaches that you're beginning to take, um, yeah. the, the approach of working through contractors to promote the programs um, and explain the financing options? Uh, how do you see this relationship developing, and what is the role of social networks going forward in, in increasing participation in these programs? Yeah, we have multiple uh, marketing channels and outreach channels that I think are attempting to reach consumers. In the past, you know, for the last decade or so, the program has been operated principally through uh, contractor-delivered uh, marketing efforts, with also at the same time support by NYSERDA broad-based statewide efforts. The CBO initiative is one where we, are, we will be working through organizations that have close ties to members in the community. And we expect them to work through uh, their constituencies and to hopefully encourage large numbers of consumers within targeted communities to undertake energy efficiency efforts. At the same time, we're having co contractors who will continue to deliver uh, their uh, marketing approaches. We also will have broad-based NYSERDA kind of statewide efforts, including the use of social media. We have a, um, a brand uh, identity and marketing campaign uh, that we're just close to launching where we will try to tie all of these efforts under a common umbrella. And the idea is creating a messaging that really provides for a common uh, cause for action for the consumers to, to undertake their efforts. So that whether, whether the marketing effort is delivered by a contractor or by a CBO or by a local governmental official or by a, a NYSERDA contractor or by NYSERDA itself, there is kind of a common messaging and a common brand identity that's being used uh, to hopefully not uh, cause confusion for the consumers. Um, a question from uh, Ann Goggin, Jeff. Uh, these are unsecured loans, but the benefit is attached to a particular home. Uh, is there a due on sale clause for these loans? And if so, how is that enforced? These, the, the initial loan structure is an unsecured loan, and so it, it stays with the borrower. So no, there is no on-demand uh, requirement uh, upon sale of the home. Um, it's conceivable that the loan obligation could be assigned to the purchaser, but that's not our intention. Um, we are hopeful that we will work through enabling legislation that would authorize on-bill financing. And if so, we would hope that that financing would be in the form of an on-meter obligation that would stay on the property upon sale. 
So our initial efforts were to focus on an unsecured loan product that would not stay with the property. Um, another question building on that from Corey Stone. Uh, does NYSERDA anticipate having the post-retrofit building efficiency scoring data to travel along with the loans so loan performance can be correlated with retrofits? And a secondary question from Corey as well. Um, do you anticipate any uh, statewide or local legislation mandating efficiency labeling following your efforts? Well, we, you know, in, in, our in all of our programs, we do kind of comprehensive evaluation efforts to look at the actual uh, results of our programs. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor and have independent evaluation of our results. I don't know that we're looking to, on a, on a kind of per household basis, um, uh, kind of report that as was suggested there. I think that's something we'll have to take a look at. It's not, it was not included in the uh, legislation that was enacted to use any kind of a scoring mechanism that would kind of, or labeling mechanism that might stay with the property. But that's something I think we would, uh, would, would uh, let, take a look at. Uh, a question from Kelly Kennedy, uh, looking specifically at the, the funding sources for the program. Uh, could you elaborate on what measures New York has taken to protect the state's funding sources from being raided by the legislature to reduce the state budget deficit? This is something that uh, we've experienced here in Connecticut. Um, uh, could you just uh, talk through that process? Yeah, so in last year's budget, there was a uh, redirection of $90 million, total of $90 million in Reggie funding uh, that was used as part of a deficit reduction plan. Um, so that, that, those represented uh, uh, Reggie funds that had been received that were redirected. We are hopeful that the $112 million that um, has been you know, pledged for this effort uh, with our demonstration of consumers' receptivity to this, we're, we're uh, very hopeful that these funds will be safe. I don't think we've received any indication uh, that these funds are vulnerable. Uh, and again, I think the, the best uh, we can do is try to get this program uh, rolled out and operating and creating as much consumer demand as quickly as we can because that would ultimately help to uh, dissuade uh, folks from redirecting the per, uh, funds for different purposes. Um, another question concerning uh, the, the setup in New York. Um, could, do you ever anticipate or could the measured improvement in efficiency uh, in a residence qualify for a renewable energy credit or a white certificate that could be resold in the rec market? It could. Um, we have not looked to uh, kind of capture that, you know, as part of the program. I, I know some folks have uh, have suggested that we might look at that as kind of a program design option where we might be able to capture those. Uh, that's something we'll have to explore further. We, we have no plans for that at the moment, though. Great, thank you. Um, Jeff, one final question uh, as we're coming to the end of our presentation today. Um, you've, you've been deeply involved in the development of these programs um, through NYSERDA for uh, you know, decades. Um, and what, what do you see going forward as the opportunities um, for uh, private capital to be deployed uh, in residential energy efficiency, in small commercial, uh, in multifamily homes? Um, where does private equity venture capital or commodity tra commodities trading fit in uh, to this space? Well, again, I, I think... Um 
I think our view is there is capital there and it's available. And what we have to do is provide better education uh, both to building owners and financiers, financiers uh, to make both of them comfortable. That is, building owners, or whether it's homeowners or business owners, have to be receiving more confidence in the types of retrofits that they can undertake and feel more confident in the results. And so to that end, we, uh, in our commercial industrial programs, have supported benchmarking efforts. We think benchmarking efforts are um, incredibly useful and necessary to help encourage building owners because then they can see real data of other properties that have been retrofitted and see the results uh, that have been realized. Similarly, we think the same data can be useful to financiers. Um, I think, you know, capital being lent to energy efficiency work, there is kind of a question of, you know, are the savings, do the savings materialize? And to, so to the extent that we have improved benchmarking data, or objective evaluation data, it should, in our mind, it should make the financiers more comfortable in providing capital to those projects. Uh, well, Jeff, thank you very much uh, for your time. That concludes uh, the talk today by Jeff Pitkin of NYSERDA on uh, financing energy efficiency, new approaches and partnerships. Uh, we'd like to thank Jeff for joining us this afternoon. Jeff, do you have any final thoughts for our audience? No, just again, I had my contact information, and so for any who weren't able to have a question answered, feel free to send me an email, um, and we'd be happy to, to respond back. Thank you very much, Stuart. Thank you very much again. This talk will be made available through Yale iTunes University. If you would like a copy of the presentation, please visit the website of the Yale Center for Business and the Environment. It will be posted shortly. The presentation will be under the Carbon Finance Speaker Series for this particular talk. We will continue to delve into new technology, business models, finance, and policy options as the weeks progress. We look forward to your continued participation. We thank you all for joining us for Blueprint for Efficiency, part of the Carbon Finance Speaker Series at Yale. This is Stuart Dick from Snowbound, New Haven, Connecticut, uh, and from the Center for Business and the Environment at Yale, saying so long.